imposter syndrome is a feeling that we have Mm -hmm. that really says we're just not good enough. Welcome to Purposeful Podcasting. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is meant to share how we and other entrepreneurs bring together purpose and passion to leverage profit in our businesses. We are shining a light on adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Purposeful Podcasting. My name is Crystal, and I'm joined here today with... Wendy. And today we are talking about women who want to start podcasts. And when asked why they haven't yet, what do they tell us? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome ends up being one of the top three reasons why they do not start a podcast. Today, we want to dig into imposter syndrome, why you need to acknowledge it, and how to overcome it. Imposter syndrome is actually interesting. It's not a mental illness, but it is a form of anxiety, which it actually was first described by psychologists in 1978 amongst high achieving professional women. We now know that it's also common amongst men. Also, a recent study by KPMG found that 75% of female executives suffer in some way from imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is a feeling that we have Mm -hmm. that really says we're just not good enough. It's really interesting. It's self-doubt. It's really self-doubt. And I know, Mm -hmm. Crystal, that you asked me a really interesting question. What is the difference between a lack of confidence and self-doubt? I think there's a very fine line But I think that self-confidence is something that, oh, this this is really deep, I think. Oh, we can really dig into this and we're going to. It's almost like the difference between shame. Shame is what you feel about yourself and Mm -hmm. guilt. And it's, I think it's almost like that self-confidence is guilt. I'm not sure that I have the skills to do that. And I think imposter syndrome is I'm just not good enough. I, and oh, I, despite all the skills that you've acquired, I'm not exactly. good enough. It's like not even been able to acknowledge the skills exactly. that you have. Yes, yes. And I really think that. And what's interesting is studies and research have found that Albert Einstein suffered. Now, is it to the extent of imposter syndrome? They suffer, He suffered from self-doubt. Serena Williams, Jennifer Lopez, Natalie Portman, Tom Hanks. All have these threads of incredible self-doubt, which to me is mind-blowing. Chris, you'd also mentioned that it's an equalizer. I think that similar to when we talk about shame and guilt, looking at imposter syndrome and self-doubt, if we actually talked about it, it would become an equalizer because I think deep down, most of us have these feelings. We can overcome them. So here we talked about really, what is it? It's a feeling of inadequacy. It's a feeling like I'm a fraud, like I'm not good enough. It's not believing in yourself when you have everything that indicates the contrary. 
you have the skills, mm-hmm. you have the knowledge, you have everything. It's really common. And it's very common. And I also think that we tend to brush it off and just mm-hmm. saying, oh, it's just self-confidence, which to me is gaslighting. It's not acknowledging yeah. that this is something that we need to talk about and help people to overcome. We've seen this almost across the board with almost all of our clients kind of experience this in some way or another. And I think you said 75% earlier. I feel like that holds about true even in our world amongst our clients. I feel like this comes up in a lot of different ways. We have one set of clients who have pivoted to a new industry. They've launched a new business. They are brilliant. They know their stuff. They are passionate. They are prepared. And yet imposter syndrome holds their back because they really ask, who are we in this space? We're brand new. What do I have to offer? We have another client who, by all accounts, we look at her and we just think, wow, how brilliant are you? When we grow up, we want to be just like you. In our eyes, total badass and is still having a crisis of conscience on how to get started and how to get launched out in this space. And then we have clients who believe that they're an expert, believe that they know all the knowledge and have all the things ready. And yet we can see them procrastinating in every single other area to get this started. And it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point to not get this launched and not get it off the ground because it's, it ends up being like a punishment, like a self-punishment, like self-flatulating. Like it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to set myself up to fail or I'm not, I'm, I've already know I'm going to fail at this. So let me just like pull the plug early and fail on my terms and not on somebody else's terms to do this. And, you know, or I'll just do it later. We really kind of talk a lot in a group, like, how do you overcome this? How do you overcome imposter syndrome? Well, one of my favorite ways to do it is, and this was actually an exercise Wendy had me do when she was my coach way, way back when, recognize and acknowledge all of your accomplishments, write them down, make a list of all your accomplishments and celebrate how hard you work to get where you are. Celebrate all of your successes, big and small, and say to yourself that you deserve this recognition. Even if you are in your second or third iteration of your business, because we've all been there, we've all started online businesses and have pivoted to new things or maybe we're scaling new things, or if you're just entering the world of podcasting in general, this is new. And so by definition, when things are new to us, we are not supposed to be experts and perfect at this when we start. What have you learned along the way? What different hats do you wear? What education courses, certifications have you leaned into that will help you in this iteration of your business or in this season of your business where you're launching a podcast? I loved this exercise when I was closing down one business and I was getting ready to start another. And I was having my own set of imposter syndrome. And this is an exercise that Wendy had me do, which was what were all the things you learned in that business? Yes, you're closing it down. That doesn't mean it's a failure, but what have you learned that is going to help you in this next season, in this next chapter? And the list was quite extensive. So what else could one do, Wendy? One of the things also, you've decided that you're going to do a podcast and you're just not sure, is lean into what we call character archetypes. It's like, what role do you play in presenting your content. And there are so many different roles that you can play that actually lend themselves to people who are feeling imposter syndrome. What am I talking about? 
So if you are, say, you're an explorer, and the reason why you're pursuing this particular topic or this particular podcast is because you're driven by curiosity. So you're leaning into a lot of research. You're collecting a lot of data. You're making observations. You're asking questions. And you're presenting this in order to enlighten your audience. And if you lean into the fact that you are this explorer, that you're presenting this to your audience, it's a different feel because you're researching from other people. You're collecting data and information and facts and all that, all this really good stuff to give to your audience. It's presenting as a scientist or an explorer would do. It's presenting facts. And this, of course, it's a mindset shift. It's also applicable if you are a reporter and they say like it's a reporter evangelist, you are interfacing with experts. You are reading and studying because your goal is to discover the truth and your goal is to share whatever you've learned with your audience. You're sharing all of this fabulous stuff, the research that you're doing and the studying, you're baking that in with your enthusiasm. Again, it's a mindset shift that says, hey, I can do this because I'm leaning on other people's information, but I'm presenting it my way. Actually, the most common one is a reluctant heroine. It's someone who feels really uncomfortable in the spotlight but feel so drawn and such passion for the mission and vision that she's endeavoring. And she's compelled to do this, that she'll go out and become a master in whatever field that she's currently pursuing. And I know that when I started Rebel on the Go, I was a reluctant heroine. I believed so much in the transformation of travel, but I was just, how do I put myself out there? How do I do this? What makes me qualified to do that? Besides a long list of reasons, I really would lean into being this reluctant heroine. Now, the beauty in all of this is you evolve as you go along. And you can go from being a reluctant heroine to an evangelist to any number of other things as you move along and as you feel less anxiety and more confident in what you're producing. And the other thing is, is the format you use. Do mm -hmm. interviews. You have the questions. You have the passion. And you can interview people. And that in and of itself takes the pressure off of you in terms of presenting the information to your audience. Sorry about that, Crystal. I get a little tired oh, I love about some things. <laughs> well, because you have a passion about it, you're excited <laughs> to share with people. You are no longer the reluctant heroine <laughs> and you are like the evangelist. Hey, do you have any other tips that we could share? <laughs> yeah, so I think that another thing that you can do Share your feelings with somebody, share it with a trusted friend, a colleague, or a coach. Talking out our feelings or what's holding us back can help us gain a new perspective and it helps us realize we're not alone. Remember that shame grows in the dark and I'm going to go to my Brene Brown and shame here, but if you put shame in a Petri dish, three ingredients to grow exponentially, secrecy, silence, and judgment. 
If you put the same amount of shame in the Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it cannot survive. So many of us let our imposter syndrome send us into a shame spiral over something, whether it's I'm not smart enough, I'm not tech savvy enough, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Sometimes you just need to say your own bullshit out loud to somebody else to hear that it is actually bullshit. It helps normalize it helps it go away. I can't even tell you how often I have voiced my own insecurities to Wendy via Voxer. And we will call it my shitty first draft. And even as I say it out loud to her in the call, I know that it is bullshit, but in my head, there's a much bigger critic. And there's something to say about hearing somebody that I admire and respect their opinion on the other side, telling me, that I'm full of it, or yes, but let's talk this through, or just to kind of give you a new perspective, give you some new insight, or give you some tips to help overcome those things, kind of helps calm the storm in my head and bring things down just a little bit, just a little bit, which I think leads us into our last one, Wendy. I think so. But I think that that's such an important thing. And I can't say enough how valuable it is to have someone. I'm really lucky. I have Crystal as my Mm -hmm. sounding board, someone who can really shouldn't put up with bullshit, which is really nice. I can't even tell you. Oh, did I just say that on the radio (laughs) on this podcast? (laughs) We're not necessarily. God, how how old am I? But I think also really even more important is we have to practice self-compassion. And what does that mean? We need to be kind to ourselves. We have to give ourselves grace. So how the heck do we do that? I can say it and it usually sounds easier than it is. But the first thing think about when you're talking to yourself, would you talk to a friend this way? And would you treat a friend the way you treat yourself? I think if we actually just stop, and most of the time the answer is no. I know that at times I think, whoa, who am I talking to? I'm talking to myself. I can't beat myself up like that. Would I beat someone else up the way that I think I can do to myself? No. Catch yourself. Or even before you start, realize that just think, hey, I'm having a conversation with my best friend, which is myself. And how would I respond to what's going on in my head and what, how I'm feeling? I think it can be a very powerful tool to help us. Really, it is. It's self-compassion. It's being kind to ourselves. So that would be the first thing. I would also say sometimes it's easier to journal, to sit down and do some writing. It doesn't even have to be that detailed but is to just write yourself a letter. And again, it's almost like you're addressing it. You're my best friend. Bring the issue to the surface and try to work through. I accept myself no matter what. I love myself no matter what. I'm going to be compassionate with myself no matter what. Because most of the time, the reason that feeling imposter syndrome is the question is, is it really valid? (laughs) Are you giving a speech about neuroplasticity and you're supposedly doing brain surgery? I mean, is that what we're talking about here? Probably not. Maybe. No, I mean, then you have to have the the credentials to go along with it. So just write yourself a letter, write yourself a Mm -hmm. letter 
And, you know, I almost think that we need to wake up in the morning and I can't remember what movie it was from, but some guy looked in the mirror and went, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm so fabulous. Every single one of us should be waking up in the morning and saying that to ourselves in the mirror. Because one, if we don't necessarily say it and believe it, who else is going to? And we deserve it. We've earned that right. So important to change the critical way we speak to ourselves. And to each other sometimes, but yeah, Um, mostly to ourselves for the purposes of this episode. But you know, I'm fortunate that I don't surround myself with many people. I don't think of anybody that I surround myself with who's not nice to (laughs) doesn't think for true. true. Yeah. They don't last very long. Let's put it that way. No, 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 no. Hopefully this is helpful. (laughs) I think mostly it's important to remember you guys that imposter syndrome is common. It is okay to feel that way. It's important to recognize and address it so it doesn't hold you back. So it's okay to feel it. Don't be stuck in it. Mm -hmm. And so we're hoping that some of the tools in this episode kind of help you navigate that hurdle just a little bit more because at the end of the day, we want you to reach your goals, including starting a podcast, because we know it's a goal that so many of you have. And with our Purposeful Podcasting Bootcamp, we help participants overcome the imposter syndrome hurdles in our group cohort. If you'd like more information and you want to get on the wait list for that, the next cohort will start in May, which I cannot believe is right around the corner already. So link is in the show notes. But until next time, you guys, we are so excited that you joined us here today and we will catch you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about purposeful podcasting on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media.